how many how many here maybe by a show of hands have had uh you know received an email or some kind of social media message that was a scam wow pretty much everybody wow um yeah it's like uh at least this is what's come my way like you get an email from somebody they identify themselves as like somebody you know so you're like you, you think it's that person um they reveal a fact or two which lets you think like hey maybe this is the person that i know and then they're in some sort of a jam uh and they need a little bit of help and you know time is a bit of a factor so you're reading this and you're like oh man like something's not something's not right here and and then they're asking for like gift cards or they're uh want you to give them information that you just no way you should be giving out in that kind of a forum uh yeah and they you know before you know it they got your credit card number your social security number and then the like horrible things you hear these sort of these horror stories where people just they were very innocent and they were very you know big-hearted and they were reading this and they're like oh my god this person i i know is in trouble let me go to let me go to bat for them and then anyway uh i read this story about this guy uh this guy was from Utah, and he gets this Facebook message from uh, a person in uh, Africa, in Li Liberia, and, uh, and he knows a person. He knows a person in Liberia, so he gets this. Uh, he gets this message, and um, this guy's trying to scam him. You know, the guy from Africa is trying to scam Utah. Um, he says he's supposed to. The African guy says he's supposed to collect. Uh, this large sum of money, it's like a, an inheritance or a court settlement or something, but uh, before he can cash in on it, he's got to, uh, he has these upfront fees that he needs to pay. Uh, so if, if Utah, if uh, you would just help, help Africa with this, these upfront fees, then the, the guy from Africa says, uh, I'll give you a share of you know, the court settlement or the inheritance. And again, you hear this now and you think, all right, how can anybody possibly believe that or do that? But maybe initially some of these things really played out. Utah knows this is a total scam. He's not buying it at all, but he decides to kind of play along. He's a, uh, the guy from Utah, the good guy has this uh, YouTube channel. And he's thinking, what I'm going to do is I'm going to record these these exchanges, these back and forth exchanges, and I'll help people to not get burned by these these creeps. You know, like this is the kind of stuff that they're going to say to you. So it'll be almost like a little bit of a uh, you know a vehicle for them to kind of learn. So uh, anyway, that's kind of what he does, and um, he does a little bit of back and forth, and then he says to him, Utah says to the bad guy, uh, he says, I'm in the uh, photography business, and you're in Africa. He's thinking there's no way the guy's in Africa. And he says, you know, you're in Africa. Uh, take some pictures. Take some beautiful African sunset pictures. And if you send them my way, and if they're good, I'll, uh, I'll pay you for them. Thinking this is going to be, this guy's going to now disappear. Um, he doesn't disappear. The guy, the guy takes pictures, so he really is in Africa. I mean, he's a fraud, but he is in Africa, so he takes these pictures, and he uh, sends them to Utah. 
Utah's stunned, number one, that he, that he, he responded. And, now, and then he does something that he doesn't even, he can't even explain why he did this. Utah, the good guy, he's received these pictures and he buys the bad guy a new camera, like a better camera, and he sends it to him. And Africa responds to that. He's sort of very grateful. And he says he'd like to commit to like a business relationship here. I'll, I got this even better camera now, thanks to you. I'll, I'll take these pictures. So now, now Utah is like, doesn't know what to do. He's like created this monster. He's like, he just wanted to scare this guy away. And now he's sending him the pictures. So the guy, so what, what ended up happening is uh, the Utah guy, the good guy, uh, takes the pictures and he puts them in a, in a book and he sells them on his, on his YouTube ch channel and he makes money. So then he, he says to the, to the scammer, he says to the guy from Africa, I'm going to send you the money for the pictures. Uh, one condition though, I need you to donate some of, some of it charities, charities near you, by you. And the African guy does. He takes the money and he, uh, like half of it, he takes half of it and he donates it to food banks in his, near his community and he, money toward rebuilding a school. And he's like, he can't believe, like the guy from Utah can't believe that this thing has happened. This began as a complete scam. Now they've got this, oh, so then what he does is he, uh, Utah visits Africa and they meet up and then he kind of comes clean. Well, they both kind of come clean. So they make another book and they make $90,000 on this second book of pictures and then they donate even more to these needy communities in Liberia. And the whole thing began as a scam. One guy trying to rip another guy off. The guy who was innocent buys the bad guy a camera. And then the scammer stops scamming. And Jesus says, I say to you, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you and pray for those who mistreat you. And maybe he'd even add, yeah, and buy them a camera if they're trying to steal from you. That's kind of what he's saying. This guy's trying to steal from you and you buy him a camera. That's just something I would never do. I mean, doesn't the idea of like these faceless internet trolls who are just preying on, again, sort of innocent, big-hearted people. Don't you, don't those people make you sick? Like, they're like the worst of the worst. I just wouldn't buy that guy a camera. There's just no way I would. But the guy from Utah did. He doesn't even know why he did. He talked about it afterwards. He's like, I, I don't know what kind of possessed me to to give this guy something. This guy who was trying to hurt me and I'm giving him a gift. 
Look how it ended. Africa stopped scamming. The bad guy kind of became a good guy. He's building schools and feeding hungry people. I still wouldn't buy the guy a camera though, I'm telling you, like I just, I don't think I have it in me. But Utah did. Like why? Like what happened there? I don't know, is that like God's grace? Something speaking to Utah's heart? It's like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like go so against the way we all tend to operate and I'm gonna be nice to this creep. Who does that? Well, Utah did. Jesus certainly did. You know, I think it's like a, it's almost like we're caught in this tug of war. I mean, put that in your head, the image of like a, you're at a, a park or a picnic or something. You got this big tug of war going on. And you're not on this side or that side. You're the, the ribbon. We're the ribbon in the middle on the rope that's like at the center. So everybody's watching the, watching the ribbon. So if this side is stronger, the ribbon's gonna go this way and eventually that side wins. I think it's sort of like we're caught up in this tug of war. And here's the two sides. You got Adam, this is what Paul says in the second reading. You got Adam and you've got Jesus. Jesus is pulling us toward him. Adam is pulling us toward him's Adam. And I think we live our lives, we're that ribbon, we kind of go back and forth. I mean, wouldn't it be great to say, no, we don't really, we, we always go toward Jesus. We become way more like him than Adam. You know, on our good days, we do. In our bad moments, not so much. We keep too much company with Adam. Look at what he says here, Paul. The first man, Adam, was taken from the earth. The second was from heaven. Just as we have been born, just as we have borne the image of the earthly one, we also bear the image of the heavenly one. So I think it's really this tug of war. And like, both are possible. We can go the Adam route, we can go the Jesus route. Love your enemies, offer the other cheek, lend without expecting return, forgive endlessly, don't judge. You know, we hear those words, I think most of us, you know what I think we do? We look, we, it becomes about us. Like I hear that and I'm like, ah, I just couldn't do that. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I can't do it. I don't even know if I agree with it. It doesn't make sense. We look at ourselves and I don't think we really should. I think really what it is, it's a commentary about how God is. Why do we know that this is the way God is? Because his son said it. Jesus is like, this is the way I need you to be. Love your enemies and turn the other cheek and give without expectation and forgive. Like, that's how God is. That's the one side of the tug of war. And the other side is us, when we're like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not buying that guy a camera. I'm just not gonna do it. And Jesus is pulling on the other side. He's like, I think you ought to buy him a camera. Or the equivalent of. 
I think you gotta try and love this jerk. Because maybe in the, in the course of loving him, crazy stuff may happen. Like stuff you'd never imagine happening might happen. You might melt Africa's heart. And even if you don't, it'll be good for your heart. Even if the story doesn't really end the way this one did, we're still gonna be in a better place, trying to love our enemy instead of hating our enemy. Remember, uh, those of you old enough, remember uh, George Wallace? He was the, uh, oh God, he was this terrible guy. He was the governor of uh, Alabama back in the 60s. I think he was governor four, four-term governor, ran for president, I think, three or four times. He was awful. He was a, uh, he was like the faith, the face, the face of racism during the civil rights movement. You know, it was like Martin Luther King and then sort of, well, Martin Luther King at, on one end of the, the rope and kind of at the other end, this, he wasn't the only one, but this guy, George Wallace, would have been the opposite. He was a total defender of, uh, Jim Crow laws. There's a famous picture of him in, uh, at the University of Alabama. They were, they were desegregating and he just refused. He said, I'm not, I'm not allowing black people to come to school, <laughs> to go to school with white people. I mean, it's hard to believe that's only 50 years ago. It sounds like it's 550 years ago, but that was the deal then. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not letting anybody in. Anyway, Kennedy brought in the National Guard and, and it, it ended that. Uh, anyway, this guy in the early 70s, Wallace, he was running one of, one of his presidential bids. He's uh, campaigning in Maryland, and he got shot. He got shot five times, uh, was paralyzed, and never walked again as a result. When he was in the hospital after the assassination attempt, he was visited by this really unlikely person. Um, and you may remember this name as well, uh, Shirley Chisholm. Yeah, she was a uh, congresswoman in New York. She was the first black congresswoman ever. And uh, she visited him. People were, people were stunned. He was stunned. They said he couldn't, he couldn't, when she showed up, Wallace couldn't believe it. These two couldn't have been more different. They couldn't have been more opposite. Everything that Shirley Chisholm was about, he hated. He tried to stop everything that civil rights was about. He was this sort of unapologetic, ugly racist. And she went to visit him. And they said he wept, like he couldn't talk. He was so overwhelmed. And eventually, when he, when he gathered himself, he said to her, what will, your, what will your people say about this? She was in, she, her people were in bed-sty in the 70s. Like, George Wallace would have been like, was like the devil. What will they say about you coming to see me? Like, this is gonna, he was thinking politically, this is gonna hurt you. And she said, I know. And I know what they're gonna say. And it's not gonna be pleasant. But she said, I wouldn't want, but I wouldn't want what happened to you to happen to anyone. 
Well, eventually he, Wallace, renounced all of his racist policies, publicly apologized for the, his terrible past. And they say anybody who was on the scene then, they know that was a huge factor this congresswoman going to visit this guy. Like, loving, loving the bad guy. Visiting the enemy. Buying the scammer a camera. Like it can be done. It's not easy and it doesn't happen a lot. Because when it does happen, like, we, we get stopped in our tracks. When you, when you watch somebody, you witness some, like, outrageous expression of mercy and love. We're like, wow, how do they do that? Remember when John Paul II was shot and the famous picture of him uh, uh, meeting up with the guy who tried to kill him in jail? Well, then you're like, well, ask the Pope. I mean, the Pope's got to do things like that. Remember Stephen McDonald, the police officer? Forgave the guy that paralyzed him? Like, it can be done. Who would be on your, your list of enemies? Who's somebody that you just could never buy a camera for? I don't know, maybe today we're being told to do that or the equivalent of that. Maybe it's just a phone call. Maybe it's a note. Maybe it's some kind of second chance. You know, maybe it's an in-law or a sibling that, man, it's gone, it's gone so bad between you and him or her, like, you can't, it's hard to, hard to even imagine what it was like when things were good between you. It's become so frozen. Maybe it's a neighbor, somebody that you just can't, stand I mean, somebody you work with and they really are like they're the enemy they really are and Jesus really says in this gospel you got to try and love him or her and most of us say no I'm getting on the other side of the tug of war I'm siding with Adam okay I mean nope we got freedom to go either side but I mean, at the end of the day, we know what the right side is. I, I mean, how about this? Like to tr let's try to do this collectively, individually. To respond to the worst, to respond to what's worst in the other person with what's best in you. Like, I'm gonna give the worst my best. Think of the best thing you can do for the worst person you know. Jesus did. And so did the saints. And so can we.